post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Chris McPherson alongside Ike Reese. The Eagles win over the Miami Dolphins by a score of 38-31. A wild game. Wild scene there at Lincoln Financial Field as it's the last home preseason game for the Eagles. And also the last time we're going to see the starters until September 10th, which is just 17 days away when the Eagles open the regular season against Washington. So great to see the Eagles get the win. Marcus Johnson getting the game-winning touchdown from Matt McGloin to cap things off. But let's talk about the starters, like, because that's what everyone's going to want to talk about. What did you think overall offense, defense, as they kind of put an end to their preseason? I'll start with the offensive side of the ball because I think that was the side of the football that was coming into this game under the bigger microscope. Defensive played well for the first couple of games. Most fans wanted to see the offense open it up a little bit, see if Carson can get the ball down the field uh, to Alshon or Torrey. And uh, that's what you got in that first half. I mean, the first quarter, that's what you wanted to see. You wanted to see how this offense can be explosive, get uh, yardage and chunk plays. Uh, they were able to do that, ran the ball uh, with somewhat uh, – successful degree uh, still a few issues on the offensive line that they still need to clean up but I thought when you're just looking at the quarterback receivers and the running back the skill position guys uh, that first team I thought they all answered the bell tonight the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown was interesting considering what happened with the fact that he had the injury the shoulder injury and there are questions about whether or not he was on the same wavelength that had the same rapport needed with Carson Wentz but on that touchdown throw in particular, Wentz did a great job of showing patience in the pocket, allowing Jeffrey to get by the defender, and then throwing the ball as soon as he was open. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you can't under, you can't overstate how important practice is. You know, it's one thing not to play in preseason games. That's sort of a, a little bit of an epidemic around the league. Stars don't play in preseason games. That's more than acceptable. But the practice time is what you need to get your chemistry down. And Alshon practicing a full week this week, going up against the Dolphins in practice, uh, I think that brought out a little bit of a sense of urgency in him. Um, I was out there for a few practices. You certainly was. And you could tell that he and Carson were starting to build that chemistry. And it's great to see them take it from the practice field to the playing field. And early in the game, they made a conscious effort to get number 17 the ball. The touchdown play was a beautiful design play. They faked the bubble screen out to Nelson through the slot. Uh, the corner jumps up. And then, like you said, Carson did a nice job of being patient and allowing Alshon to uncover through that window and through a nice little pitch and catch to him, Alshon walks into the end zone. That's something that we've all been waiting to see Alshon catch his first touchdown pass from Carson. And in their final dress rehearsal before they take on the Redskins, it was great to see that tonight. Indeed. Okay, so we're going to hear from head coach Doug Pearson and quarterback Carson Wentz in just a little bit. But first, we're going to send it over to Lincoln for the first time and welcome in Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, who was on the sidelines for the Eagles Network preseason broadcast. And Spuds, we're talking about the offense here. Your thoughts on what you saw out of Carson Wentz. Oh, we, all right. Oh, we do have him here. All right. So, Spuds, we're talking about Carson Wentz and what he showed here in his final performance before we get to see him on September 10th against Washington. What did you think of the first team offense tonight? A better job. They got the running game going a bit. They threw the ball down the field. They found Torrey Smith and got him involved in the pass game. And of course, you talked about the red zone touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey. You know, the question I have is kind of throw it back at you guys. What will we be talking about from this game when the regular season begins? Obviously, the biggest story is that the Eagles go through three games and they're healthy, and that's really all that matters. There is a lot to clean up, of course, 
They will game plan. That will change things significantly. I take from the preseason with the starters that these weapons at wide receiver with LeGarrette Blunt at running back, it is a different dimension here added to this offense. It is a dynamic offense. Last year, it was very difficult to get that chunk play. This year, you're going to see a lot of it with that revamped wide receiver course. So I thought Carson was up and down in the preseason, too many giveaways, but he got the ball down the field tonight to Torrey Smith. He converted in the red zone to Alshon Jeffrey. I agree with what Ike said. The offensive line has to be better, but hey, guess what? From this point forward, that group of five is preparing not for the New York Jets next week. They're preparing for a very difficult Washington Redskins front on September 10th. So there is some time to get all this right, the chemistry down, the timing, the consistency, and get this offense right where it wants to be for the regular season. Yeah, it can't go understated, Dave, the importance of trying to get plays in chunk yardage. It's just too difficult to try to march down the field on a consistent basis, 10, 12 plays, and you hope that you get a touchdown. That's too hard to do in the NFL. You're going to have to get plays in chunks. Torrey Smith, really it seemed like it was his first target this preseason, and he was able to take big-time advantage of that. It was great to see him uh, get in the end zone. And, you know, I think, Ike, when I think about Torrey Smith, I remember – when the Eagles signed him, there were a lot of questions. Can Torrey Smith still get down the field? What happened in San Francisco these last couple of years? I think we've seen in practice, in training camp, and now in the, in the preseason here that Torrey Smith can get behind defenses, can stretch a secondary, and can really open up things underneath. Really strong performance from Zach Ertz catching the football tonight. I like the way Carson spread the football around. Didn't get Nelson Aguilar involved, but that will come. I just think this offense if the line of scrimmage is won by the Eagles, can be extremely dynamic, as dynamic as we've seen the Eagles offense in many, many, many years. Dave, tonight Wendell Smallwood made his preseason debut, and I thought he brought a lot of juice to the run game. He was able to draw the face mask penalty that really got the offense going there. What did you see from Smallwood the second year back out of West Virginia? Totally agree with you, Chris. You know, he is the burst back. He is the guy who's going to give you that juice to and through the hole he's going to make people miss and so I liked what I see from Wendell Smallwood but I think everybody has liked what they've seen from him when he's been on the field he just has to stay healthy so if the Eagles can work Smallwood into the rotation and I actually think that Smallwood will lead this team in rushing in 2017 that Blunt will be the short yardage back I think the offense can run just enough maybe not great but they can run just enough to make defenses respect the threat of a run game and take some pressure off of Carson Wentz. The Eagles don't need Wentz to throw the ball 607 times again. They need to have a running game that they can rely on. Yeah, we may not have a 1,000-yard rusher amongst our top three guys, but I think back to the year 2003, Dave, and we had a pretty good three-headed monster uh, trio there, and I couldn't tell you who led us in rushing. All I know is we had three very good running backs, and they did a great job of feeding whichever back was hot and using them different dynamics. I can sort of see that uh, with this trio of running backs as well. We may not have a guy who rushes for way over 1,000 yards, but you may have three running backs that are very effective in this offense. And as long as they move the chains, that's okay by me, and I'm sure it's okay by this coaching staff. Well, I believe it was Buck Halter who led the team back here. And I actually went back to 2000, Ike, and we talked about this before the game when the Eagles really struggled. I think Deuce Staley got hurt and Darnell Autry 
had some ca some carries, and Stanley Pritchett had some carries, and then Chris Warren came in late in the season, and the Eagles win 11 and five, I believe, and won a playoff game, I think. So, you know, you can do it. If you are winning the line of scrimmage, you're gonna run the football no matter who the back is. Now, the Eagles do not have this, you know, game-changing running back, but if they can keep Smallwood healthy, if they can mix in Darren Sproles, and if they can get Blunt in the north-south role, we talked about it last week, why all these tosses to LeGarrette Blunt? I think the Eagles now know that he is a north-south back, and Smallwood is going to kind of attack the edges, and then Darren Sproles will do a little bit of both. Yep. yep. Want to go to the other side of the ball real quick? Indeed. Yep. I, I want to look at the defense. A uh, little bit of reality check for the fans tonight. We thought we had the 85 Bears defense based on these first two games, but I, I'm actually okay with what I saw tonight because I think this is the best offense they've seen, the best quarterback they've seen in the preseason. And so it keeps them on their toes, gives them something to go back in the film room to watch. And, you know, sometimes when you get a little overconfident about what you've done in these preseason games, you need a little bit of humble pie to bring you back down and keep you even keel. Uh, we gave up a couple big plays tonight, run game and passing game, but nothing too serious that I would be concerned about. How about you? What did you see out there defensively? Well, maybe not the 85 Bears, but what about the second coming of Lawrence Taylor as Michael Kendricks, Michael Kendricks reinvents his career here? I mean, somehow Jim Schwartz has to use him and play to his strengths. We've seen Michael Kendricks play downhill and be very effective. I think, Ike, honestly, teams will now copy what they saw against Ronald Darby here, throw the ball up to big, tall receivers and have a jump ball, a 50-50 ball. So the Eagles have to find a way to protect Ronald Darby there in those instances, but I just think Darby makes a big difference. Early pass breakup, Vinnie Curry starts things off with the strip sack and Fletcher Cox falls on it, sets up the touchdown. I think the defense is in a lot better shape. My big concern on defense, who is the backup middle linebacker? We saw Najee Good. We saw Joe Walker make some plays. Don Cherry had the big interception. If the Eagles can find depth at linebacker, particularly in the middle, I think they're good enough on the back end now, and they're certainly good enough up front to be a really havoc-wreaking defense that Jim Schwartz wants to bring to the table every week. Agree, Spuds. Thank you so much. Make sure to read the On the Inside column to recap everything from the Eagles' win over the Miami Dolphins. It'll be up in just a little bit here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Dave, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. So, Ike, a, a lot to unpack there. So, going back to the defense, Vinnie Curry, yeah. you know, Derek Barnett started tonight, by the way, left defensive end. You know, Brandon Graham injured, has the elbow injury, not going to play until the start of regular season. We'll be fine. So you got Barnett out there. It was sort of a message being sent to Vinny Curry, like, this is the night. You've really got to step up your game. And I think he delivered in a big way. No doubt about it. Listen, when you, put, when you add talent to a certain position, and now it seems like you have an abundance of it, that's going to raise the level of play, or it should raise the level of play of everybody in that meeting room. And the most talented position we have on this roster, I believe, is the defensive line. I mean, those guys are going to be fighting for snaps. Nothing is going to be given to you. Everything is going to be earned. And so, you know, I'm not surprised. Vinny Curry knows this is the last opportunity he's going to get to show what he can do. And he's out there against Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil, people forget, could have been the number one overall pick a year ago if it had not been for that snafu right before the draft that, that he got called in. But that's a good player that Vinny Curry was going up against. And so it was good to see Vinny Curry get back there, get a sack on Jay Cutler, get the turnover ball uh, rolling for the defense. 
I have I have no major concerns about our defensive line. I think we got a lot of talent there, and they're going to push each other week in and week out. It may be this guy who has the best matchup, so he may shine this week, and it may be a different guy the following week. They're all going to play well. I'd be surprised if one guy is like the clear, clear dominant player on that D-line. It's a lot of talent there. I'm not concerned at all about the defensive line. It's just going to be a matter of when you have to get down to the 53-man roster. Yeah. How are Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas going to sort everything out to figure out which guys to keep, which guys are going to allow to go on the waiver wire? So it is a preseason for the Eagles, but I would think that Mel Reese and Mike Quick, the Hall of Fame duo, they're always in mid-season form. So we want to provide an all-access look at what it's like to be in the booth with them as the biggest plays of the game are going on. We present to you Merrill Camp. Cutler takes the snap. He looks. He's hit. He fumbles the football. And I think the Eagles have it. Fumble recovered by Fletcher Cox. Yeah, Benny Curry this time, Merrill, coming off the edge. And he just blows around the left tackle. And he gets a Jay Cutler. Football comes out, going back the other way. Wentz calling for the football, takes the snap. He steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep, looking for Torrey Smith. He has it. Touchdown! That's what I wanted to see. So the Dolphins go to a four-man front this time. It's well protected by their big offensive line. And Torrey Smith just runs by the secondary. That's called taking the top off of the defense. That's why they got Torrey Smith. Slot to the near side. Wentz looks. Fires complete. Jeffrey touchdown. Quick slam. Hey, he looked at the first window. It wasn't there. He reset. He drills him on the slant route and an easy touchdown. Carson went to Alshon Jeffrey. I like seeing that number 17 catching the football. Moore fires on a quick slant. It is deflected and intercepted. And running across the 15, the 10, the 5, and in for the touchdown is Michael Kendricks. His third interception of the season. <laughs> and again, off of the deflection, Michael Kendricks seems to be that guy, Johnny, on the spot this season, in this preseason at least, gets the interception on the deflection, runs it into the end zone. He's having fun this preseason. That was a fun feature right there. So on that last touchdown by Michael Kendricks, obviously he's going to get the credit for making the play and using his athletic ability to get to the house. But still, C.J. Smith, someone who's battling for one of those corner spots, it looks like the top three at this point are going to be Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, and I would say Patrick Robinson. Seems to be pretty set as the number one slot guy at this point. So you're trying to figure out, Rasul Douglas, you know, is going to be in the mix. Is C.J. Smith going to still be someone who can be counted upon? Jalen Watkins had an interception. Yeah. He's been moved to cornerback pretty much on a full-time basis. So great for C.J. Smith to battle there to create the pass breakup to allow Kendricks to get the pick six. Yeah, no doubt about it. And C.J. Smith has come a long way from being undrafted last year to where he is this year. Certainly put into the mix to see if he could fight for, you know, one of those uh, four or five uh, defensive backs that you want the Eagles to keep. It's going to be tough for him. You know, Ron Brooks is still in the mix. They want to get him healthy. He's a slot guy. Uh, the thing with Patrick Robinson, A, he's a veteran. B, he seems like he can play outside or inside if, if need be. And C.J. Smith right now is just, uh, he lacks top-end speed. He's more of an outside guy. Uh, smart player in position. But if you get in a pinch and you someone goes down, 
I'm not sure how much confidence I have in putting C.J. Smith out there against the likes of Des Bryant, Odell Beckham Jr., guys like that. You kind of want somebody, if they don't have all the uh, the top-level attributes that you look for in the corner, say, like, for example, Patrick Robinson may not have, but Patrick Robinson has the experience. He has the savvy of a veteran. He has, you know, the knowledge of going up against these guys, whereas C.J. Smith is still a little raw. And so this is a big year for the Eagles. This isn't rebuilding. You know, they're trying to win right now. Um, it's just going to be tough for C.J. to crack that active roster. Wouldn't be surprised if he's back on the practice squad again this year because I think he's worth keeping around and continuing to develop because I think he does have the ability to play in this league. He's just not very fast. Uh, and so he's going to need to rely on technique and experience to have success in this league. Take me through the mind of a linebacker for a second. Why do you think Kendricks has all of a sudden been able to put everything together? Is it as simple as saying Jim Schwartz understands him a little bit more and knows what situations that he'll thrive in? No, I think it's more or less Michael Kendricks understands what Jim Schwartz wants out of his defense okay. and what's he want, what, what he wants from that specific position. And it's allowing Michael to play a lot freer. He's not thinking as much, just letting his athletic ability take over. And listen, Michael Kendricks, back in 2012, 2013, found himself around the football a lot. That's one thing he had going for him is his instincts, and he's certainly fast enough to make plays. And I think what you're seeing now is a guy who's just playing with confidence and just letting his natural abilities take over as opposed to being sort of robotic when he's out there playing and trying to think his way through every play. He's being able to play a lot freer. And uh, although you shouldn't take anything away from the production that he's put out there on the field, but you're talking about a guy who has a lot of starts under his belt seasoned experience out there against the second and third string guys. So you kind of expect a little bit of it, but I think it's still a positive sign that he finds himself around the football all the time. And that's a coach's dream from a, from a, from a defensive standpoint. You want a guy who has a nose for the football. Um, and Jim Swartz um, is going to have to put his thinking cap on and find a way to try to implement Michael Kendricks in his defense because I think it's another playmaker that he has that he just has to put to use. Well, that's the thing is last year, I forget the exact toll. It's like 27% of his snaps on yeah. defense that he was out on the field, whereas in previous years, he was a vital component yeah. of the defense, always out there in the base unit. So obviously he's not going to be the first team nickel. That's going to reduce his snaps. So he's got to find a way to do something productive when he's on the field. And he's taken the approach where, look, Coaches, you got to put me on the field. I'm going to do what I can to put my best foot forward and say, if you don't want a playmaker on the field, that's on you. But I'm going to do everything I can to give you the impression that I need to be out there. I think he's taken the right approach to it this offseason. I know he kind of made some waves when he said that he had wanted a trade. Mm -hmm. But it seems like ever since that happened. But that's not happening. No, well, that's not <laughs> happening, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But ever since he made those comments about, yeah. you know, I requested a trade, it didn't happen. You know, he could have kind of taken a step back and allow his play to suffer, and it seems like he's using it as fuel to motivate him to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to force my way to be on the field with this defense. I agree with that, and he needs to be commended for that, I think, to a standpoint because as a professional athlete, especially when you have the ability that Michael Kendricks has, you want the opportunity to show it, and it can be frustrating, and you can sort of get down on yourself, and you can kind of drift away mentally, and – Michael Kendricks could have very easily have done that, but he's come in here with the right attitude, with the right mindset, and he's basically, from my perspective, is saying, well, anytime I'm out there on the field, 
I'm going to make enough plays to make them want me out here on the field more as opposed to sulking and, and really detaching himself from the team, wishing he was somewhere else. I like the, his mindset that he seems to be all in here. He's here. Uh, he seems to be here mentally and physically, and he's making plays, and that's a good thing for the birds because here's the thing. You never know when your opportunity is going to come for you to be out there full time. Injuries happen every game, any play, and Michael Kendricks is a good football player that's still young, and you can never have too many good football players. So I thought it was good for the Eagles not to have Jordan Hicks out there tonight so you oh, can yeah. try to figure out. You know what Jordan Hicks is bringing to the football team. Yeah. You know what Brandon Graham is bringing to the football team. So you're trying to figure out what's going to go on from a depth perspective at linebacker. As Dave said when we talked to him a few moments ago, they need to figure out who that backup middle linebacker yeah. is going to be. I think that's one of the questions that we're going to be looking to answer in this final preseason game. But Derek Barnett, haven't talked a whole lot about him because I think Vinnie Curry was the one who – made the flash plays out there tonight for the defensive line. What did you think seeing the rookie out there? And it was interesting to me that he was at the left side, whereas you would have thought if you're going to try to get him on the field, you would put him at the right side position where he played most of his college ball at Tennessee. Yeah, what well, a difficult thing for him is when you're a backup player, you got to be able to do both things, right? You got to play from the left and the right side. Vinny is the right starting defensive end, so you want to sort of keep him in his comfort zone. So they kept him at the right side. With Brandon being out, it's natural for Derek to go in there and have to fill in uh, for Brandon Graham. And that's the tough part about being a rookie. And then when you're not a starter out there, uh, you're a rotational player. Uh, you got to do whatever it's called for. And tonight he got a chance to go up against first-team right tackle. He got a chance to go up against the first-team right tackle. So, you know, uh, Derek Barnett, again, it, it's almost – you can't ask him to keep the pace up that he had the first two preseason games. I mean, he would end up with like 30 sacks yeah. before the season is over with. So that's impossible to do. But it was good experience for him to be out there with that first unit. More importantly, going up against that Miami Dolphins uh, first-team offensive line so he can get a feel of what it's like to be, up there, be out there against a higher level of competition. Uh, no concerns for me. Again, I, I look at our defensive line not as, a, not as a starting four necessarily, but as a – uh, starting eight. They got eight men on that defensive line that they're going to rotate, and that's what you need to have to be successful in this league. I'm going to stay on the defense. Let's go back to cornerback, uh, Ronald Darby. Okay, He had the one nice pass breakup where you see that anticipation. Yeah. You see athleticism, and it just pops out at you, and you're like, wow, that's something that no one in the secondary had before he arrived in Philadelphia. Now, he got beat a couple times deep tonight, but to me, I was not that I'm fine with it, but he's still right there with the receiver. It's not like he's being toasted and the receiver's five yards down the field ahead of him. It wasn't out of place. He didn't get beat. Uh, it was one of those 50-50 balls. And, listen, you can't teach height. No. Devontae Parker Six, has him. Three and yeah, he has him by about four or five inches. And, uh, you know, good throw by Jay Cutler to put it out there and allow his receiver to go up and make a play. That's what we're going to do with Alshon Jeffrey, right? When you got a 5'11", six-foot corner on him, we're going to still throw it up there to him. Um, you know, the one thing I said about this play, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins has players who get paid as well to make plays. Indeed. Let's send it back over to the link. Head coach Doug Pearson now addressing the media. Did you coach, see what you wanted to see, uh, wanted to see um, from the first team and then during that time they were in there? I did. I did. I, I was pleased with, uh, obviously, the, uh, the, way, the way they played. Um, uh, again, um, got great work uh, for two days against the Dolphins. Uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday, and, and uh, got a couple scores, you know, Torrey and Alshon both. So uh, happy to uh, uh, get them in there and get them out. Did 
did the joint sessions kind of scale back what you wanted from the first team? Didn't feel like you had to play them as much. Yeah, they got a lot of a lot of great work for two days, and and you know you think about it, we don't really play full football games on forty eight hours rest, and uh, you know they they Monday Tuesday was was pretty intense for 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 both teams. Um, I felt like we got some good work, so. Uh, that's that was part of the reason why why I was able to pull him out uh, sooner. Doug, assuming this is it for Carson and the starters for the preseason, do you feel good enough in what you've seen, especially with those new receivers, you know, both getting touchdowns today? Yeah, I do. I do. I feel real comfortable with where they're at. Um, you know, their focus obviously now is is uh, in, in a couple of weeks, and um, you know they can get some get some really good work, you know, one on one work in in, the, in these next few practices, and and um, you know kind of get ready for for the regular season. So uh, happy to get both those guys tonight in the end zone, and kind of kind of catapult the offense, uh, you know, into the regular season. Now, the, uh, the offensive line obviously didn't protect Carson as well as you'd like to see. I think. What was what were the problems? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of pressure. Yeah, there were a couple of unscouted blitzes. Um, again, you know, a preseason game, things that they didn't show, obviously, even in because uh, uh, we didn't do any blitz periods uh, in our in our sessions uh, the other day, and and um, you know, a couple of unscouted looks. But you know, it's it's no excuse. We've we've got to be ready for 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 everything and anything, and uh, just a lot of quick pressure uh, on Carson. Um, a couple times he was able to make some make some tremendous plays and, and get the ball out of his hand, but at the same time. Uh, we got to do better, uh, obviously, in that situation, and uh, learn from it and move on. Would you have left him in the play longer had it not been for all the pressure? Um, I don't think so. I think I would have made the decision at that point at the same time. Yeah. Doug, uh, how tough is it to choose the running back position with the way it looks like the final two guys, guys might be fine for that last spot? I, you know, I, I think I think that first of all, we're we're. I was excited to get Wendell out there. Obviously, get some get some touches and and uh, get him back. You know, working with the with the first unit and um, Legarrette had a had a fine game and, and the touches that he got and and, and really um, you saw kind of kind of you know the style of runner that, that he is as well and and they're, and they're two different guys. I mean, the, the thing is, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of the run game is you can you can mix and match your run game with the personnel that you have. So um, and then and then you throw in Darren, you know, Sproles and. Um, you know, it's it's great to have those three guys. I, th- I think it really uh, gives us, um, I think, a little bit of a from from a game planning standpoint, obviously, um, an, an advantage to get those three guys on the field. They're making it tough. I challenge the challenge the young guys tonight after the game that you know this next week is going to be important, and uh, I want them to make it hard on us as a, as a coaching staff and a personnel department. Um, and and that's that's all we can ask is, is make it tough on us and and uh, uh, but at the end of the day we've got to select the the, the 53 that uh, uh, is gonna gonna travel to Washington. It's three games now without Foles. What's going on with his elbow and what's the plan for him this week? Again, just uh, um, you know, with him it got a little sore uh, during the week with with the Dolphins. A lot of throws, you know, because he missed so much time early in camp and then going coming back and and got more. Uh, more throws, more intense throws against the Dolphins. It just got a little, little sore on him, and so I just didn't want to push him. You know, just again, the, the more, more rest uh, that you can get on that elbow, uh, the better. And, um, you know, I'm confident with, with Nick having coached him in the past and being a veteran quarterback and understanding our system. So, um, you know, the rest will definitely help him. Would you like to see him next week or no? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet where I'm at with that. Um, you know, uh, Kind of where I'm at right now with that one. Young receivers as well, similar 
to the to the running back position. Uh, are those guys making it difficult, Marcus Bryce, uh, potentially for that last spot? They are, um, and again, it's uh, you know um, I can remember myself being in that situation, even as a third or fourth string quarterback, just just fighting and clawing for everything. And 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 the exciting thing is these guys are making plays when they're in the game, and um, you know this this next week's going to be important for all those guys that that are vying for those positions. And and uh, again, it goes back to um, make it hard on us for for those final roster spots. And, and um, it's good to see all those guys. You know, it's good to see Bryce back out there again and play in. And, um, you know, Greg Ward and, and Mack and all those guys. Marcus uh, had a nice touchdown reception tonight. So um, it, it's good competition right there at that spot. I know the sideline offers a, a limited view, but for Darby, there were two big plays there. What should he have done better on those plays? Well, I got to, you know, go back, obviously, and look at the film, and, and, and we can decide and make that decision. But... Um, obviously, it was a great catch. The one over the top of him was a great catch. Felt like he was in good position, you know, um, and, and just got to track the ball and, and, and make that play. Obviously, the again, the receiver made a, made a tremendous play. Um, and, and, you know, these are things in, in these games that, that uh, you know, um, we'll just go back and, and look at the film tomorrow and, um, you know, make that correction, show him um, and, and, and show him how to be better in that situation um, so that it doesn't happen again. On the 93-yard drive, the, the, the balance that you had, is, is that how you want the offense to look this year in terms of that type of balance? Yeah, you'd love to have that type of balance. You know, anytime, um, you know, run and pass and, and, and kind of keep the defense off off balance a little bit and, and get get the quarterback on the move and pocket. And uh, it was great to go down and, and score and obviously finish off that drive. Um, but, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a, a sort of a blueprint to, to what you'd like to see during the regular season. Anything out of the first team offense you want to see them have more success with, you know, going forward from kind of what you saw tonight? Not really. Um, you know, I think the last two weeks really our, our hurry up tempo offense was was very good. Uh, we were able to put pressure on the defense, and, and our, our guys really um, they practice fast that way, and then they're used to that and they're comfortable with that, and it, it gets your quarterback in a rhythm and it gets your offense in a rhythm. So that was very beneficial. Something we'll obviously continue during the regular season, but. You know, we've got to just clean up some things uh, in the protection. You know, it goes back to Howard's question there in, in the protection. And, um, you know, we'll do that. And, and obviously now the focus for them is, is to get ready for Washington in two weeks. Uh, playing time for McGloin today. Just what do you see him after during this camp and after today's game? You know, he's, he's, done, a, he's done a great job, you know, coming in there and, and uh, really starting camp as our third, but really playing as our number two here in these last few games. And, um, he's done a nice job, did a nice job tonight, even after the turnover, uh, to bounce back and go down really against their, their starting defense and, and score uh, was exciting for him and, and for the offense. And um, he's done a nice job. He's done a really nice job. And, and uh, um, again, it's, you know, it's one of those positions where uh, you want to see that position uh, play well. And he, he's done a nice job. Yeah, it's a fine line, you know, because uh, we want to make sure our starters are getting a little bit of, of some Washington and, and uh, you know, getting starting to think, uh, you know, the Redskins a little bit. But at the same time, as coaches and, and, and the rest of the team, we're, we're still evaluating. And uh, we got one more preseason game left next week up in New York, and, and uh, we want to make sure that our, those guys are also ready to play. As far as Derek Barnett, how important was it to get him in there with the ones uh, starting? I think it's important. Yeah, it's important. And we wanted to see him against, uh, you know, some, some good starting um, offensive tackles, obviously. And, and uh, uh, it'll be a nice, 
um, you know, tomorrow going back and watching the tape to, to just really kind of dive in to see how well he, he did or, or some of the mistakes he made that we can help him get better as well. But it's always good to get, get those young guys, especially a guy that's going to be in the mix uh, with that D-line uh, throughout the season, um, you know, getting some good work against some good tackles. All right, so there's head coach Doug Pearson addressing the media at the link following the Eagles 38 to 31 win over the Miami Dolphins. So a lot to get into there, but the starters, especially on offense, they're going to be done until September 10th. And what's interesting when this came up that the Eagles have the 90 man roster, they can keep all 90 players going to this final preseason game a week from tonight against the New York Jets, whereas usually you had the cut down to 75, so you might have to put in some guys who are going to play a lot, are going to have speed. Yeah. Exactly. So now you can just have guys going out there who are fighting for those bottom-of-the-roster type positions. Yeah, no doubt about it. I love this new NFL rule where it's just one final cut. Uh, you know, you can go into that final game with all 90 of your players. You don't have to put any, any players at risk. All right, so we're waiting to hear from quarterback Carson Wentz in just a little bit at the link following the Eagles' win. You know, as we're looking at the offense, the running back position. Oh, here we go. Oh, we do have Carson Wentz coming over now. So let's send it back to the link. Carson Wentz addressing the media. Uh, more of an accurate barometer with this game and the practices you have with Miami, more of an accurate idea of where you are uh, this camp and the um, you can maybe say that. You can maybe say that. I think, um, you know, getting those couple days of practicing against them, um, that helped us gauge kind of where we're at for sure as well. Got some really good situational work. And then coming out here tonight, um, weren't really sure how much we'd play, but we, we came out and um, did some good things. Obviously, the, the interception was unfortunate, but um, aside from that, we were moving the ball well. So I thought, I thought things were clicking pretty good. Chris, you guys did a lot of ones versus ones. Go ahead, Dave. What, where do you, how do you feel about where you are after three games on September 10th and say? Yeah, I feel good. You know, I feel confident. I'm thankful that, for the most part, everyone's pretty healthy, too. Um, so I think this offense tonight was, was a good showing for us. Like I said, the interception was unfortunate, but uh, we moved the ball well. And um, for the starters, it's exciting to get, start getting ready for Washington. You only threw 23 passes the whole three preseasons, preseason games. Is that enough for you? Yeah, you know, I, I feel, you know, that's kind of just the way it works. That's preseason football. Um, got lots of work in over camp, you know, honestly. And um, shoot, 16 games last year, I was healthy. So um, got, I think, good work in, in the preseason. I don't think it was overkill, but it, it was good, a good number. And I feel confident going forward. Carson, what did you see on the Torrey Smith touchdown pass? Yeah, they were trying to, to bluff a coverage a little bit. And then the, the safety was trying to roll back, but he was kind of flat-footed. And I know with a guy like Torrey, if they're going to sit flat-footed, he's going to run right by him. So um, just gave him a chance, and he did the rest. Was that something you recognized, or was that the play call going into it? Um, that was the play call. I mean, that's part of the design. Um, and then just the, the coverage, um, like I said, they were bluffing it. But they, they got back, and uh, Torrey did the rest. Obviously, the two touchdowns today, one to Alshon. How does it feel to kind of get on the same page with those guys, your, your two new weapons? Yeah, I mean, it was great. You know, it was great to, to do it here, do it in front of the fans. Fans get get real excited about that. So um, that's that's really cool. You know, I've felt, I've, I've said it kind of all along, I felt really confident in our chemistry with, with those guys um, going back to even the spring. But to finally do it in a game-like situation, it's, it's really good to see. You got a lot of ones versus ones during the days you were with the Dolphins yep. at practice. Do you think that kind of is a, one of the reasons you play as much? 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I think that's part of it. Like I said, you know, we got such good situational work during the week where we didn't have to go full fully live, but I um, got to see some different looks. So I think that was part of it. And then just coming out, you know, and putting the other couple drives that I think it was a 93-yard drive we, we ended with. And um, I think I think we all kind of said we've seen enough. And um, yeah, that was coach's coach's decision at the end of the day, though. Are you comfortable with the way the protection, protection has been uh, through these first three games? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the protection has been has been solid. You know, some of the things that, that have happened uh, are on me. You know, some of the nakeds and stuff. You know, that's just that's football. I got to get rid of the ball. Um, so I'm not I'm not really concerned about that. I know those guys will be rock solid all year. Carson, what do you have to do personally as well as with the first team offense heading into the opener in Washington? What do you guys think you need to do to get even better going into that that first game? I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, I've been saying it kind of all week and all camp is just consistency. You know, we know we can be dynamic on offense. You know, last week came out and we had three three and outs. You know, that's not that's not our style of football. Um, you know, we know we, we can be dynamic. We just got to be consistent and stay ahead of the chains, be disciplined. Uh, last week with some penalties, I think we had a couple tonight still. Um, but those are the biggest things we just got to keep keep uh, honing in on. We've seen a lot of deep balls throughout the summer, and then obviously the one tonight to Tory. Uh, how much bigger a part of the offense do you think that might be this season? Yeah, I think that can be a definitely big part of the offense. Um, you know, I think a guy like Tory that that can run like that is is going to open up some things. So whether we actually are completing deep balls or he's just kind of. Um, stretching the defense for some underneath stuff to help out, um, like guys in the slot to help out Ertz, Sproles, uh, you name it. I think that's just a big part of the offense that we're going to see kind of expanded on a little more. On that 90-point Shoot, everything. You know, I thought we were moving the ball well. I, you know, we kind of got in that that mock, no huddle tempo again. And as you saw last week, we were able to move the ball last week doing that. Had had the fumble, which was unfortunate, but tonight the same thing. You know, I think we're all just. Sometimes when you get in those modes, you're, you're not thinking as much. You're just kind of playing. Um, and some, sometimes that can be a really good thing for guys. And um, when we know we have the, the talented players that we have on the edges, um, I think that's a big part of our offense. The interception is Phillips is running towards you. Did you have second thoughts about trying to make a tackle? Um, it, was, it was interesting. I was trying to, to not get hurt. But um, yeah, it was I'm not, my, not my proudest moment trying to make that tackle. He just tiptoed right over me. So. Not my proudest moment. In general, on a play like that, how do you balance? Obviously, you want to make a play and be a competitor, but also be smart. You just got to learn. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I wish I would have made the tackle. So that's um, that's part of it. But you know, once, yeah, I don't know. You just got to learn how to balance that. In getting back to that 93 yard drive, when you went into tempo, you started to get some chunk plays there. Was that because of tempo, you think, or was it the play design? Um, some of both. Some of both. I think the tempo definitely helps with, with those chunk plays because um, defenses then are usually in kind of their generic looks, their base looks, and um, that's when just players go make plays. You know, it's um, to some extent they have an idea what we're doing. We kind of know what they're doing. It just comes down to players executing, and um, I think that was a, a, a good thing tonight. It looks like you're starting to get more comfortable in that dig, the deep crossers. Uh, how do you feel? Where do you feel you are as far as making those throws? I know that was an area of improvement. Yeah. I feel I feel really good with them. You know, I felt honestly I felt good with them last year. Things just happen. You know, sometimes things um, in games those things happen. So uh, I felt really good all off season. Felt good tonight. Um, you know, shoot, those guys are making some really good catches too. Um, they weren't necessarily great throws, but those guys gave them a chance. And when you got playmakers out there, you just got to give them a chance. So that was good to see. How's the blitz communication at this point? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
All right, there's quarterback Carson Wentz following his press conference at the link. You know, he has ruined how we evaluate the preseason. <laughs> and you might be laughing right now, Ike, but I'm going to explain just why after this quick commercial break. Now, for those of you who are watching on Facebook or Twitter, make sure to switch over to PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the Eagles mobile app to stop watching to find out as we do a little deep dive on Carson Wentz after this break. Write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write checking from Santander Bank. Four score and page will not load. Their atomic numbers are 2, 10, and 408 request timeout. The only thing we have to fear is buffering. Buffer. Don't let slow internet get in the way Buffer. of homework. Get your kids up to speed with Xfinity XFi for the most Wi-Fi coverage throughout your home and reliably fast speed for everyone's devices. Get Xfinity TV and internet now only $79.99 a month for two full years, plus upgrade to eight times the speed, free for a year. Sale ends August 27th. Go online, call, or visit a store today. So you love your game? So does he. You say ain't nobody gonna work harder? He said the same thing. You get an hour of training in before the sun even comes up? Plenty of early risers out there. You got the gear, they got the gear. You got a secret weapon, this dude doesn't need one. See, this isn't just a game of inches, this is a game of ounces. And the next ounce you give might just be the one the other guy doesn't. Gatorade, rehydrate, replenish, and refuel. Come and see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. McDonald's introduces the new signature crafted Sriracha sandwich made with a new Sriracha Mac sauce with a kick of spice. All right, welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico. So Carson Wentz was asked during his press conference about what was it like only having, I guess it was 23 pass attempts for the entire preseason. How is he going to be able to be ready for the start of the regular season? Do we forget that last year he fractured his ribs in the first preseason game, the little bit of action he had, was sidelined for the final three preseason games, and then eight days before the regular season was told, buddy, you're now the starter because we just traded Sam Bradford. And back then, he was working with the second and third team units. Yeah. So it's not even like he was able to build a rapport with Nelson Aguilar, Jordan Matthews, Zach Ertz, all those guys. He was working with the backups to the backups at that point. And you know what? They seemed to do pretty much all right when the season opened on 9-11 against the Browns. Well, he threw more passes last year in the preseason in that one game in the first preseason game than he did in three That's games true. this year. So uh, it's a different mindset. You're <laughs> you got a different different level of importance to this season than you did at that time last year, where 
He was a third-string quarterback. Uh, it, the most important thing for this team is to get you to the starting line healthy as possible. And so uh, with all the OTAs, off-season workouts, you know, things of that nature, uh, He's still going to get to work and practice every day. It's not like he's going to miss practice. So they still have, what, about two weeks, a little yes. bit over two weeks before um, they're going to have to step in uh, Washington to take I'm on the Redskins. Like 17 days still. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the work Carson Wentz has gotten. You look around the league, this has become a trend. It's not like it was when I played. When, when really, when I came into the league, starters were playing into the fourth preseason game. I mean, they were, and it's gradually declined as the years have gone on to the point where it is now. There are, there are starters that are going to play opening day that will have only played in one preseason game. I mean, Cam Newton played tonight, and I think he only had two passing attempts. He's not going to play next week. He'll be ready to play the first week. So it's become much more important for these teams to get their starters to the starting line when the season begins and Carson Wentz as a quarterback, uh, you're not going to find a more important player on this team. And he's healthy. You know, you got Brandon Graham and Jordan Hicks banged up. But other than those two, and they should be ready to go opening day, uh, the best thing coming out of training camp for me is that we have all 22 of our starters healthy and should be ready to go when the season starts. That's the number one concern for coaches when the preseason gets here and you're playing in what's basically meaningless preseason games for the starters. They want to get these guys to the starting line healthy. We're going to be able to do that this year because we need our full complement of players. The challenge for the Eagles is going to be that they open the season against an NFC East opponent yep. on the road. Week two, they got to go to Kansas City. So we got the Andy Reid, Doug Pearson matchup. And then week three is your home opener. But that's against the Giants. Yeah. So you're hoping that there's not a lot of rust to shake off at the beginning of the season. That's the one reason why teams are using the preseason to try to make sure that they're trying to be as ready as possible. But it's hard to simulate that speed because you can attest to this. Like, there's a difference between the preseason and the regular season in terms of what you see on the field. No doubt about it. The sense of urgency is heightened. Uh, the speed of the game is much faster. As a, uh, Instead of playing 10 or 12 snaps versus first-team guys in the preseason, now you may play 50 or 60 snaps against those guys. So it's, it's most certainly uh, different once you get to the regular season. But I'll tell you um, something else Doug brought up as a coach. They went against the Dolphins a couple days this week in practice. Now, regular training camp practice, especially for today's game, isn't as intensified. You can sort of get your work done, get through practice, especially when you're talking about the third week of the preseason. But when you bring a team in to practice against for a couple days, the level of intensity is raised. So when Doug mentioned you don't normally play three games over the course of uh, seven days, he's right. I mean, they basically play at the level of intensity of a game in those two practices that they had against the Miami Dolphins for two straight days, and then to go out there and have to play a preseason game tonight, you know, everybody's healthy. Again, that's the number one objective. Indeed, that is certainly correct. So we're going to take a quick break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. On the other side, we're going to offer the players who help their cause the most in terms of trying to make a roster spot and then take a peek at the upcoming calendar for the Eagles. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this.
I knew I wanted to do something that had a direct influence. I just want to do what people did for me, which is to provide me a seat at the table. Everyone has limitations, and everyone has the ability to overcome those limitations. Without that Temple experience, we wouldn't have a blueprint to run the company. We've done 136 cleanups across 22 U.S. states. Without Temple, I wouldn't be in a position now where I can help people that are ill. Without Temple, I wouldn't be me. Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Let's take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. So, Ike, just one more game to go in the preseason, the annual extravaganza against the New York Jets. This time, they are going to MetLife Stadium. So, next Thursday, again, the full 90-man roster will be available. You're not going to see the starters. And it'll be a chance for the backups to, you know, put on one last show and to try and impress whether it's the coaches for the Eagles or the coaches and personnel people for the other 31 NFL teams once the roster cutdown day finally comes on September 2nd. Yeah, I mean, a couple young guys are going to get a chance to go out there next week and try to uh, make it difficult for the head coaches and the coaching staff uh, to make those final decisions. Got to look at the running back spot next week. Got to like what Corey Clement is doing uh, as a player. He's going to make it difficult on these coaches to get rid of him. So uh, that fourth preseason game, earlier in my career, I look forward to the fourth preseason game because that was my opportunity to show Indeed. that I could play defense yeah. too. So, you know, uh, but as I got older, I didn't want to, I want no parts of that fourth preseason game. So it'll be exciting for all the young players. And again, the best thing about this fourth preseason game is the new NFL rule where you don't have to make cuts this week. They go into that fourth game with all 90 players, meaning that they won't have to put basically their two deep out there if they don't want to. They can typically go with their third and fourth stringers to try to figure out that bottom spot, of the, 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 the bottom spots on the roster or even practice squad guys. So uh, it's certainly important for the young guys, and those guys want as many reps as they can get. I tell you, as a young player, I didn't want the first and second team out there taking away my reps in that last preseason game. I wanted to get as many as I could. So as we look toward this final preseason game, who do you think helped his cause tonight in terms of trying to obtain one of those 53 roster spots? I look at that secondary uh, position, particularly the cornerback position, and they're still trying to sort some things out behind the starters. Who's going to be the backups at fourth, fifth corner, maybe even a sixth corner? And I go with Jalen Watkins. You know, Jalen has been moved around a couple times in his career from corner to safety and back to corner. Uh, they're trying to figure out where he fits best. Listen, he had a big interception in it late in the game to stop uh, the uh, Dolphins from scoring a touchdown there. 
certainly when you're a playmaker and you're taking the ball away, uh, that's going to stick out in the coaches' minds. Uh, it's going to come down to how effective of a special teams player can he be. Uh, he certainly knows the secondary positions to the, from a, a schematic standpoint, having played corner and safety. Uh, if he can go out next week and have another big game, he could be that fifth cornerback that they keep on his roster. Quite possibly. I'm going to go two guys here. First, an obvious one on offense. To me, it was just great to see Wendell Smallwood have oh, yeah. the performance he had. And not that there was so much a question about his roster spot. I mean, Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator, said earlier this week that this guy's a three-down back in our offense. He's going to have a big role. But he looked great in training camp. There was a time when LeGarrette Blount had the uh, – you know, personal issues. He had to leave the team for about a week. It was during the live hitting practices. And Smallwood took advantage of those reps and definitely looked like a guy you could put as your primary guy in the backfield. The problem was he got hurt after that and missed the first two preseason games. Well, we went back and saw some of the, the burst. You know, we saw some of the pass catching ability, the playmaking ability that we had seen earlier in camp. Has to brush up on the pass pro a little bit, but that's going to come in time. But nonetheless, still, it's great to see him and what he can contribute potentially to the offense this season. My guy on defense, I'm going to go along with the defensive line, Elijah Qualls. Yeah. Six-round pick out of Washington. Remember, he missed the whole spring because of that NCAA graduation rule. He teamed up with Alex McAllister to get a sack there late in the game. Someone who was very disruptive was in the backfield, seemed like, all night. That D-tackle position, okay, Again, you've got Fletcher Cox and Tim Jernigan. Those guys you know are set. Yeah. Destiny Vio didn't play tonight, but has had a very good He's camp. Nice every t- every time you ask the coaches who's played well in the defensive line, Vio's name comes up. Yep. Okay, so you figure if he's your three, well, who's going to be your four? Is it going to be, are you going to activate Bo Allen? Will he be ready to go? Is it going to be, you know, Justin Hamilton? You He's know, been who's, playing well, who's, too. Who's, yeah. played, who's played well at camp a here. Player, yeah. You know, so is it going to be Qualls? It's, you know, that's, it's going to be some tough decisions there along that defensive line. So, to me, I gave Elijah Qual, Qual's game ball for tonight there for, in terms of stepping up and helping his draft stock or his stock for making the 53-man roster out just a little bit better. So I want to touch on Wendell Smallwood real quick. Yep. The other thing I loved about watching him play tonight is that you forget that he has a little power with him. He yes. runs, he's tough, he's hard to bring down. You know, it was a couple of times where they could have had him down for a two or three yard gain. He's able to break tackles there. You know, you kind of think of Smallwood as more of a outside the tackles type of a runner so he can use his speed, but he can run in, inside the tackles as well. And he can get his shoulder squared to the line of scrimmage. And if he needs to break a tackle to pick up those tough yards, it's good to see him do that tonight. But you brought up the main thing. It's, it's about the health. If he can stay healthy, he's certainly going to be a big part of this uh, rushing attack offensively. So tomorrow, WIP, about 2 o'clock, what yeah. are you and Chris Carlin going to be fielding calls about? Uh, how good the offense looked tonight. Uh, they, they were able to open it up a little bit. You know, Carson through the first two games, sort of taking what the defense was giving him, getting the ball out of his hands quick. We got air yards. Yeah, you, we you got, got air yards. You pushed people. the ball down the field. It was great to see Torrey Smith uh, do what they brought him here for. And then, come on, man, this whole city has been waiting on Alshon Jeffrey to get in the end zone. And so it was great to see him get in the end zone. We had to talk about that. They may nitpick at Ron Darby a little bit. 
course. But that's sure. Philadelphia. One week you're the hero, the next <laughs> week you're the topic of discussion. <laughs> you're probably loving all the press attention. Yeah. Now it's gonna be a different story. <laughs> it's, be a so. different. it's gonna be a little different tomorrow. It's gonna be. It's. It, this is when you learn you're not in Buffalo anymore. Exactly. That's the biggest thing with that. So, that's gonna do it for us here on the post game show presented by Rico. For all of us here at Eagles Network, for Ike Reese, for the entire team, I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you for joining us. The Eagles come out on top 38 to 31. Make sure you stay tuned for coverage as the team gets back on the field over the weekend starting on Saturday. So until then, have a great Eagles night, everyone.